The following show contains adult content. It's not our intent to offend anyone, but we want to inform you that if you are a child under the age of 18 or get offended easily, this next show may not be for you. The content, opinions, and subject matter of these shows are solely the choice of your show hosts and their guests, and not those of the Entertainment Network or any affiliated stations. Any comments or inquiries should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for listening. Hello and welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell and co-host Deirdre Serego bringing you the best in music, fashion, pop culture and entertainment. Hello everybody, we have a great show for you today. Before we get started, let me introduce my cool outrageous man about town co-host Mr. Ron Russell. I hope I'm able to speak. My jaws are frozen. <laughs> it is cold out there, baby. It's cold outside. It is cold in the Northeast. How Six- cold is it? As cold as a witch's tit. I didn't say it. <laughs> it is cold. But we leave for Florida tomorrow, and next week we'll be coming out of the studio in Florida, Chad. Oh, we'll leave so- the heater on for you. There you go. Right, exactly. It's 85, I heard. We've yep. also got the man behind the boards, Mr. Chad Murphy. What's going on, people? Hello, chat room. There you go. And if you guys can join the chat room, uh, you can ask questions to the guests. We want to say hello to everybody in the chat in the chat room. Uh, Victor Campbell, Irish Ginger, Rebel, Rebel Meddler, Darth Vader, Katie. Also, I, uh, Dave from Stars Now. And we want to give a special shout-out to Joe Ness, whose new album, Ellipsis, came out today through the Spectrum Music Group. Check it out, Joe Ness fantastic rapper and uh, we're gonna have a great show if you hit the itv button at the top of your screen you can actually see us in the studio waving you're gonna wave there you go <laughs> pull, pull my string a little harder so my <laughs> arm will move better okay here we go marionette ron i'm excited today because at 3:45, my buddy laney kazan is coming on to tell us all about her new show that she's appearing in southern florida and we're going to be there supporting her and going yay 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 laney best 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 so listen in at 345 to hear Lainey Kazan. Actually, listen to the whole show, and then you get part of that as part of the great show. Well, you know, people do things. They go to the bathroom, they cook, they drop their kids off, they pick them up at the bus stop. So try to be around at 345 is all I'm saying. Hey, we've got country superstars Jackson Ward coming on in a little bit. Then we're going to be speaking with Lainey Kazan. Then our Hollywood vixen Deirdre is going to be coming on. And then we're going to be speaking to Battlestar Galactica superstar Richard Hatch. It's going to be an awesome, awesome show. I'm very excited. And also, our show's two hours long. I don't think I could sit through our show for two hours, to tell you the truth. You know, I mean, it's a long time. To be quite honest, if I saw Frank Sinatra for two hours, I'd be bored. I wouldn't. Yeah, you can't. Well, maybe Frank Sinatra, but there's other people. No, anybody. I mean, I don't think anybody can hold an audience for two hours. It's very difficult. I went to a Madonna concert. I bet it was like two and a half hours, and I didn't have any problem. Dave Matthews, three. Dave Matthews, three hours. Well, I couldn't. That's okay. He has a slow attention, low attention span. <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's not that. I always say, do it, do quality, do it well, and get off and let them want more. If you give them everything you've got, then there's nothing for them to come back again to see you do. So, I mean, I worked stage for years when I was doing, uh, you know, my, the nightclub act, and I didn't uh, stay on. I was on, I think, ten 
10 minutes in intervals, you know, throughout the show, 10, 10, 10, all over the place. And they said to me, Ron, why don't you do a half an hour? I said, who the hell wants to see me and listen to me for half an hour? But they're I, not only listening to you. They're listening to our guests and they're listening no, I to know music. That. I'm talking about my, my <laughs> nightclub act. I mean, I bore myself after 10 minutes. That's okay. <laughs> you know, anyway, we're going to talk about some movies Jimmy and I saw. Oh, my goodness. That terrible, what does it get into the woods? <laughs> <laughs> we went and saw Into the Woods. Instead of watching the Golden Globes, we taped it, and we went to see Into the Woods, thinking there would be nobody in the theater, and we were right. There was nobody in the theater, right. and, and I, we went and saw I, I, Into the Woods. I wanted so bad for the wolf to eat Red Riding Hood. I wanted Cinderella to get killed in a coach crash. I mean, I really wanted to see like what's going on today in film. That would have blown that thing up in millions of pieces. Instead, it was an old Broadway show, as we know, musical, and they brought it to film. Um, I don't think it was for children because it wasn't, you know, a film that had music in it. It was an operetta or, or semi-operetta, which means they sang throughout the entire film. It was like a Vita, except for it had a little bit of talking. Well, but when you saw a Vita, there yeah, was no talking it's, it's at called, all. It's called a semi-operetta. <laughs> anyway, um, Meryl Streep was fabulous as always. She portrayed the witch very well. But again, we love Meryl and we expect that kind of work. And her from voice her. was better than I thought it would be. Yeah, I mean, it was it was okay movie, but if my children were young and I brought them there, they'd be squirming all over, crawling under the seat saying, Daddy, when do we go home? When is this movie over? Because it wasn't like Snow White or Peter Pan or, oh, by the way, I love the ending. Uh, Cinderella turns out that her husband cheated, the prince cheated on her, so she left him and she went to live with these weird people. With the baker, she marries the baker. <laughs> she married the baker, she was screwing the baker probably. <laughs> she tur Cinderella turned out to be a bit of a tramp, but her husband was a cheater because he wanted to make it with the, the baker's wife. It was like incestuous three-way four, it was really demented. But <laughs> you know, if you learn how to laugh at it, it's funny. So Cinderella is soiled. She's no longer what Disney wanted her to be, that sweet little virginette. <laughs> Snow White wasn't it. I think she was, you know, balling those, el those elves. I don't know. It was just a, a bunch it of It was junk. a good movie. I wouldn't watch it again. I would no. never watch it again. It was okay. It dragged out. It was a little bit too long. And, the, and, the, and the, the, like, the special effects were okay, but not super fabulous. Then the next film that we saw, I don't even remember what it was because it was so bad. Taken 3. Oh, Taken 3 with Liam Neeson. I love Liam Neeson, but... I do, too. I love him also. But enough already. This film was <sighs> just like, forget about it. Whoever wrote it should be shot. Now, the DP, which is the director of photography, he has to be assassinated. <laughs> because his camera did one-second shots. Angular, in and out, in and out. Boom, 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 boom. I had no idea who was what, where was what. A car was crashing, a lady's head flew off, this went over. The We're watching was the movie for like 10 minutes, and Ron's like, I don't know if I can watch this movie. I think I'm going to throw up. I got nauseous. No, it's true. I got nauseous from this movie. Then finally, after 10 minutes into the film, they do a still shot. And I said to Jimmy, oh, thank God, we can relax now. What I found out was every time they did a scene that wasn't a chase scene, they did it normal with a still shot, you know, a one, one, one camera shot. When they did the car chases, which was many, or the jumping off the roofs, they did this insane one-second angular, confused, sort of almost like, I don't know what, it was a mess. The story was stupid. Actually, I thought the story was okay. The acting was stupid, good, but the camera story. work was terrible. So uh, Liam Neeson, who's like my age, was beating up 25 people at once. Anyway, I wouldn't recommend going to see it. Wait for it to come on video. Chad, do we have mm -hmm. a caller, right? We got John for you. Hello, hello. 
Is this John Ward? It is. Hey, how you doing? I actually thought Tony was calling in, so like you, you surprised me. <laughs> uh, there'll be a couple more of us too. Okay, okay. Hey, how you doing, Tony? Tony is the drummer from Jackson Ward. I'm John, but yes, I'm the John. Drummer. Oh, I'm sorry, Tony. Come on. I'm like retarded. Hey, welcome to the Jimmy Star Show. Either way, I'm so excited about you guys' music, and I can't wait for everybody to hear it. And congratulations on the album coming out yesterday. Thanks so much, man. Um, let me introduce you just to some people. Uh, starting off with our cool, outrageous man about town, Mr. Ron Russell. Hey, how you doing today? Hey, how you doing, Ron? Good. Are you okay today? You ready to do our show and have fun? Yes, sir. Good. There you go. Good. So knock them back a few and then get with it. Actually, they could. That song is called Goodbye Trouble, Drink by Drink. Okay, see that? <laughs> knock them back and let's party. All right, then we got the man behind the boards, Mr. Chad Murphy. John so say Warren. hello to him. Welcome to the show, sir. Hey, how you doing, man? Awesome. And we got a chat room full of people, so say hello to everybody in the chat room. Hey, guys. And uh, and while we're waiting for other people to call in, uh, what we'll do is talk. So you guys are from Richmond. Let's tell everybody a little bit about you guys. Uh, yeah, we're from uh, Richmond, Virginia. Um, let's see. What else What else can I tell you? Um, hmm. You're, well, you're a cool country band. Your debut EP just came out yesterday. It's called Goodbye Trouble. Uh, it's a six-man band, right? It is. It is. Uh, recorded down in Nashville uh, early last year. And uh, it was a long time coming. Just came out yesterday. Um, getting a lot of great reviews already, and and it just, I mean, it's it's going like crazy. The the year's already almost booked itself, which is amazing. I have to say, I have to give you guys a lot of credit, which I think we'll talk about when 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 everybody's here. But the fact that you guys play like like almost every night of the week, just about. It's getting there, yeah. Yeah, which is pretty like amazing, especially for a band that's relatively you know new with your debut EP just coming out now. Oh, we are. You know, the, the, from conception, it's you know. Right at maybe 17 months from conception, it's it's very brand new, and the the success thus far has been incredible. Plus, you guys just did a TV show too, right? You were on Virginia this morning because I watched the video on YouTube. Yes, yes, uh, we did that back in October, Halloween morning, actually, and uh, it's always a great time. Those guys really treat us well, and it's a great way to reach out to the community and and, and viewers and, and whatnot, and people who sometimes can't make the shows, and it's really a good time. There you go. I think I see somebody else clicking in, but they haven't quite made it yet. So let's see what we got. We got Jeff. Hello, and welcome to the Jimmy Star Show. What's happening? I can't actually see him too well, but uh, Ch uh, Glenn, can you move the screen up a little? Maybe we can see better. So who are you? Because I can't see who you are. <laughs> I'm actually Jeff. All right. What's up? So this is, you're Jeff Richardson, right? That's correct. All right. You're the rhythm guitar and Vox, which I don't even, Vox is like a voice machine? Uh, it can be. Okay, okay, for Jackson Ward. So we all, just so so you know, we've also got John on the phone on the Skype. Hey, John. Hey, buddy. And uh, how many other people are actually skyping in? Do you know? Um, I'm not sure at the moment. I know that uh, there's one more. Oh, there that, we go. Now we can see you. <laughs> <laughs> there's one more that's um, that's trying right now. They're in flight. So okay. So okay, that works. So okay, so we got. So now we we got. I don't want to mess this whole thing up. We got Jeff and we got John. Okay. <laughs> and this and this over here is Ron Russell. He's our cool, outrageous man about town, so say hello. Hey, buddy. Is it cold where you are? Uh, actually, yeah. It's uh, snowing and sleeting and um, all kinds of icy weather right now. Where are you? Uh, Richmond, Virginia. 
Right, I heard the South got it. We lost it. It went to Southern Pennsylvania and Maryland, but you guys got the, the storm. We didn't get it. Because freezing up here in Pennsylvania. Oh, well, we're in Pennsylvania, just so it's you know. Freezing. We're, in, we're in Pennsylvania, and it, it was freezing before, but today it's nice. Right, because I, like I see you have your ski hat on. I figured you were going to run out now and go skiing. <laughs> <laughs> That's and, leave us, and, and leave us behind. We've also got a chat room. Oh, well, say hello to Chad. He's the guy who's like running the boards at the radio station. Hey, hey what's going on, fellas? Hey, how's it going? Awesome. And we got a chat Love room full of people, so say hello to everybody in the chat room. Hey everybody! Hey Jimbo, I think we got one more person here. All right, let's see who we, we got. Are we waiting on an Ann? I don't know. Maybe Say that again. An Ann? Here, hold on. Oh, Could be Bob. It's Bob. I don't have an Ann. We got Bob. It's Bob. Blonde-haired woman. Hello. Hello. Oh, oh, oh! Wait a minute. That's a woman. <laughs> There's a blonde another woman. woman. Or maybe it is Ann. <laughs> Who's Ann? Who's Ann? A blonde. A blonde oh, there's Bob. Oh, hello! Welcome to the Jimmy Star Show. Hello, hello, Anne, the blonde-haired woman. <laughs> Hi. Okay, so who are you guys? Uh-oh. There we go. Somebody knocking to get in? No, they, oh, I think he's working on his volume. Oh. Okay, so who are, can you tell us who you are, please? Actually, hello? my first name is Elizabeth, but Bob calls me Anne. Okay, uh, and Bob is Bob Breckenkamp, am I correct? Yes. Yes. Okay, hello. Welcome to the Jimmy Star Show. On the line, okay. we also have Jeff Richardson and, and John Ward. So now we've got the lead guitarist, the rhythm guitarist, and the drummer for Jackson Ward. And congratulations on your new album coming out yesterday. Thank you. Thank you very and much. So, <coughs> and, uh, say, and, and since we just added you, Bob, say hey to everybody in the chat room, and, and let me introduce you to Ron Russell. He introduces me ten times a day. It's disgusting. <laughs> anyway, hello, blonde Anne. <laughs> Elizabeth, who's called Anne. Do you like being called Anne, Elizabeth? Elizabeth's a pretty heck? name. Why do you want to be Anne? <laughs> um, actually, I don't. It's a long story. Basically, <laughs> I, had, I had the wrong name on my birth certificate, so I finally fixed it five years ago, but the Army still can't figure it out. Anyway. Oh, I have the same problem. My She's name and my up. sister's name are totally different. Our last names are different. I never got around to changing it, <laughs> and neither did she, so who cares? She got married and changed her name anyway. All right, everybody, so listen up. For all you guys listening, this is Jackson Ward. They're from Richmond, Virginia. They have a brand-new album called Goodbye Trouble. It came out yesterday. It's available everywhere worldwide, especially digitally. Uh, their first single is called uh, Goodbye Trouble, also Drink by Drink. It's a phenomenal country band, going to be the biggest country band on the planet soon. And for a new band, they are doing extremely well. And, and we want to welcome you guys to the Jimmy Star Show and also congratulate you. I love, I, I'm not a country music fan. Um, in the past, at least, I have not been. But I, I've been listening to the album for a couple of weeks now, and I think it's phenomenal. So congratulations. Do you guys, you know, who, do you guys you. know who Roy Rogers or Gene Autry are? Absolutely. Oh, you do know? Oh, good, because not too many people know who Roy Rogers... It blows me away how the young people today have no idea... They don't even know who the Long Ranger is. <laughs> I mean, really, what, what are they living in, in an isolated spot? So I'm glad you guys know Gene Autry. What do you think of Gene Autry and Roy Rogers as country singers? Well, no, they started, they were, they started they were, the country singing. It was They, they, they were the originators. Yeah, they, huh? they definitely were the originators. They were oh, the yeah. old uh, the cowboy style. So sitting well, by the fire and uh, playing the, uh, the acoustics. Do you like it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, some yeah. of those songs are great. I mean, even, what was the one with the rabbit, Hippity Hop and Gene Autry wrote, the Easter Bunny song? 
Uh, Gino, Easter's G on its way. Yeah, Gene Autry <laughs> wrote that song. Yeah, so good. I, I'm glad that you recognize the fact that those two fellas uh, originated country singing. They brought it to film in the 40s, and then, it, of course, it developed afterwards. In my oh, yeah. era, the, the hippie era. The hippie yeah. era, everybody did guitar country. Everybody. So let's let's talk about a little bit about you guys. So first of all, so there's six of you guys. How did you guys actually meet the form? Because you guys haven't been. I mean, it's really unbelievable the success you're having at such a quick quick pace. You know, in, in a career, I'm sure all you guys are seasoned musicians, and we're probably all in other bands and stuff. So how is it that you guys actually got together to form Jackson Ward? Um, actually, uh, you know, Tony and I, the lead singer, we uh. We were friends, and um, we, we played in different bands locally here in the area. Um, and we used to play shows together, um, and we eventually um, – he, he, he eventually left his band, and uh, I did the same. And I was actually going to go into the studio and record some stuff that I would written, and I, and I decided I, I should uh, give him a call because he has um, a little bit better voice than I do. And if I was going to have somebody singing, I'd rather have been him. <laughs> and um, we spent a little time working on some of the original stuff that I would written, and, um, you know, we decided that uh, – country music was the route that we wanted to go um and we decided to, to put it together and um you know we obviously were friends with a lot of the bands and in, in, in the local scene here um and ended up reaching out to a few of those uh individuals um and kind of all came together at that point i think that's terrific i like that a lot so uh, did all you guys play country music before no none of us no okay so it's a new venture. So you were like a you you, you all look kind of like rockers a little bit. I was going to say they probably <laughs> they probably were heavy metal. And I know Tony. I, I know Tony's other band because I, uh, I I I might have even what, what had them on the show. What kind of music did you play prior to country? Well, uh, Tony Jackson. Obviously, you know Tony. He was in a, in a rock band, Half Brother Sid. Um, and then um, I let John and Bob speak for themselves. But I was in a band called PJ Bottoms. It was kind of a cross between. Uh, country with a little bit of um, hip uh, hip hop in it with um, some some bluesy feels so it was kind of Sounds unique good. all right and then, and then you guys tell us also what what kind of bands you were in one at a time I came from uh, the rock and metal background it, that's kind of what I've been doing forever really and uh, this kind of came to me as something new and sounded like a lot of fun and I, I, you know, I've sat in with some country acts before, and it was fun. And I, you know, a change of pace will do you good. There you go. Well, you have you have a great country voice speaking. I could see you on a guitar by yourself doing "I'm Down the Trail Today." But you, have <laughs> that, you have that kind of sound to your voice. But you're not. You're the drummer, so you don't actually. Uh, do you no, sing also? You should sing. No, so. sir. Not one note. <laughs> but you should because you have a fabulous speaking voice. It's very bass. Or you should do voiceovers because you got a great no. voice. What voiceovers he should do? I'm well, he says he doesn't sing. Well, he should now. I'm have your agent to be tall. You should sing like, I'm coming down the country lane to get you, my dear. Hey, none of you noticed, in honor of you guys being on, I wore a country western shirt. I know you can't see it with the stupid camera we have. But it's got the snaps and the western pockets, you know, with the thingamajigs and the many buttons. Hold on, though. We have to go back. So, Bob, it's your turn. Where? What's your background? I think it's Bob that we missed, right? Yes. I, I'm showing my age here, but I come from kind of a jazz fusion rock uh, roots. Um, and then uh, through the 80s, I started to get a little more interested in country, and I filled, filled in uh, quite a bit for a pretty popular country band here in, in the central Virginia area called Lone Star Bandits way back when. 
that maybe they're some awesome. Still remember them, and uh, I really enjoyed it, and always wanted to to play country, but always ended up in rock bands, and then I uh, got kind of miffed at my uh, previous band because they didn't want to play so much, and I just answered this random ad in Craigslist for looking for a country player and it turned out to be these guys so worked you out. You just answered my next question I was gonna ask how did you guys ensemble together you know get together where how on Craigslist you found each other? That, well that's how I found these guys I, I was kind of <laughs> in a rage after a few bourbon and cokes and started looking oh. through Craigslist and, uh, <laughs> And, uh, Most country western groups, they meet in prison. <laughs> nice. And then they form groups. <laughs> they, wanna, they sing in the bathrooms. Like, oh, 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 they harmonize in the bathroom in the shower. I wanna, that's actually I wanna, how Johnny Cash and Merle Haggard met is in prison. That's right. I, I want to say one thing I thought really cool because I've gone over all you guys' promotional materials and, and I thought maybe there might be little bits of age distinctions between people in the group and that was one of the things that I thought was the most appealing because I think that that makes you multi-generational and everybody it's really you guys have something for everybody and every age demographic yeah but Jimmy talent does not have age I know talent doesn't talent have age is ageless and look he, at me I'm talented I'm <laughs> ageless I mean I came over with Christopher Columbus and Columbus was a very nice guy I learned how to cook a spaghetti from him by the way on that ship and I mean, talent we did, we did is some research on our demographics and, and <laughs> We know that we're not going to, uh, you know, fill up uh, arenas with Taylor Swift type of uh, twelve and thirteen year old kids coming out to check us out. So, we're, we're, yeah, but we're, I got uh, news for you: you get people my age and people in their thirties and forties who love country. You know, you could just listen to so much of the crap that's out there today—the banging, the noise, the heavy metal, the insanity. It's so nice to go to a country show and sit there and hear a lyric that's really a pretty lyric about his girl that he or his horse that he's in love with. Either one, what you know. <laughs> I mean, you never know if he's kissing the horse or his girlfriend. He said, you know, I love her so, all four legs, I love her so. Then you figure out it's a horse if she's got four legs. But anyway. Actually, though, because I watch footage from a bunch of you guys. since It's really cool. Everybody, too, by the way, if you want to see footage of Jackson Ward, they have a YouTube page. And when you go on, every video has, like, like tons and like hundreds of like beautiful women standing out in front like yelling for y'all so you must be doing like something right because yeah. the audiences are first of all it's always packed and second of all there's always a ton of women so i think it's really really cool and it's ju ju fantastic just, just look on the stage the big panties don't bother picking up pick up the little g-stringy <laughs> panties on those big mama asses and you don't want them listen our board man chad Murphy, you know, he's a fabulous country singer, he and his girlfriend Heather, and we're going to listen to them down in Boca Raton at the Boca Country Club because we're going to Florida uh, tomorrow. And Chad, what do you think of this gang? Have they haven't heard, he hasn't heard it yet, oh, we're going to play oh, it. Chad's a virgin. We're going to play some, he's heard, one, he's heard their single, but we're going to actually wait, wait, play Chad, a video. Chad, have you heard their music? I have not. Oh, then you're in for a treat, I hope. So here's what we're going to do. Critique them and tell us if they stink or if they're good. You here's what it. we're going to do. Um, uh, <laughs> when your single came out, we played it before. So instead, since this show is videotaped for television also, we're going to play a video. And we're going to actually right. play the George Jones tribute that you and, guys and, liked and, it. And I'm kidding because Jimmy's had this music for about a week now. No, I've had it for months. But I only heard it last week. I know. Well, that's because I didn't listen. You didn't listen to well, it. Well, you should, but you're I... supposed to let me know everybody that's coming on the show, you son of a bitch. Anyway. I mean, well, anyway, I like it. I'm not a country western fan. Hang on. Here's what we're going to do. I like the music. It was, I, I enjoyed it. I go, I go see you. Here's what we're going to do. How about one if, of you if guys? You, if you comp me. Okay, let me go. Let's, let's go. Here we're going to go. All right, Chad, you have the George Jones tribute video ready. Hi, Captain. All right, how about one of you guys introduce it for us, and then hang on the line. We're going to play it for the audience, and then we'll come back and talk. 
Hey guys, this is uh, Jackson Ward, and this is our uh, video of um, our tribute to the late and great uh, George Jones. Um, it's called The Grand Tour. Hope you enjoy. Step right up. Come on in. If you'd like to take the Grand Tour of Lonely House that once was home, sweet home. I have nothing here to sell you. Just some things that I will tell you. Some things I know will cheer you to the point. Over there sits the chair where she'd bring the paper to me and sit down on my knees and whisper. single to the, that we're putting that they're putting out right now that was good guys i like it i like thank it you. too finally it, civilized you. music and you can understand the lyric they enunciate when they sing i like george it. jones making I the possum proud really good most music you don't know what they're saying if they're cursing <laughs> hang on though chad do you have the actual mp3 for goodbye trouble the name's the song goodbye trouble hi captain let's play like a minute and a half of that so everybody can hear the new single that's like going to radio right now roger that here you go you're all right everybody check this one good, out you're a very good country group that's us that's you <laughs> goodbye trouble this is real shit kicking i love it <laughs> everybody can hear that we can hear you, Ron. Hear oh, the whole world. Everybody can hear that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
showing up at my job, oh, you got me reaching for the bottle, and with this fifth of crown, I'm gonna beat you down, and you can take it to the bank, I'll get over it all, drink my drink. Trouble, Drink by Drink. That's the new single that's out now. The actual name of the EP is also Goodbye Trouble. Uh, it came available yesterday. You guys love that song, and I also love the George Jones tribute. Congratulations. And the song Drink by Drink that just played, I got so excited. I wanted to grab Jimmy and do the two-step on the table. He's gone country. <laughs> I mean, really, that's a two-step number, boy. There's a club in Fort Lauderdale that we go to, and on Sundays they do, you know, that Western dancing, line dancing. And everybody wears cowboy hats and boots and stuff, and it's a lot of fun. So I did learn how to do the two-step, except, you know, I threw a little mambo cha-cha, a little Latin beat to it. They they didn't want me to dance anymore there. (laughs) They said it's not a cha-cha club. I said, okay. So, so the album came out yesterday, everybody. Um, Jackson Ward has a great website, easy to go through. You can go to www.jacksonwardmusic.com. And they're also on Twitter, and you can follow them on Twitter, at Jackson Ward Band. I don't know if any of you guys like run the Twitter, but like, hopefully we'll get a lot of people to follow you. And uh, what's going on now? You, I know you're playing a lot of shows. The album came out. I'm sure everybody's excited. So what's up next? You got any big shows that we should be telling anybody about? Well, we've uh, we've got a bunch of stuff lined up for the year 2015. We're we've already got about 30 shows lined up now, and and quite frankly, we're we're booking shows daily. Uh, we just put two more on the books today, but we do have a pretty uh pretty large show that's going to be coming up in March, uh, March 20th, I believe it is. It's going to be at uh at the National, um, which is a um, it's a pretty uh, large venue here in uh, Richmond, Virginia. Um, and it's going to be kind of like a celebration kickoff for the summer tour type thing, uh, along with the album release kind of party. So uh, that's, there you um, go. I have news for you. After being on our show and when people see it, you're going to get booked a hell of a lot more than you are now because we go out to how many? 31 million people? Uh, 24 million. He 20, can't, I can't have a the hell of I know. 31, 24. What's the difference? 24 million people is a lot of people who are going to love your music and they're going to want to see you all over the world. Not because we go all over the world, you know, not only United States. So you guys are going to become international stars and make a lot of money. Will you be nice to me? Uh, of course. When you're, when you're really rich, or you could be like the rest of the shit and walk by. And I say, hey guys, remember me, the Jimmy Star Show? You say, fuck off. You know. Watch the F word. I didn't say that. Yes, you That's did. You no, know, I said, fuck Ford off. <laughs> yeah. Hey, anyway. I really I think it's super impressive, you guys. The music is really, really good. You're all really, really talented. Um, 
Uh, we want to say, give a shout out to the rest of the band who's not with us now, but we want to congratulate you guys on the album. We want everybody to go and get it. It's the name of the album is Goodbye Trouble. It's on all the digital download sites worldwide. Uh, you can order it in stores. It's in stores. It's Goodbye Trouble is the name of the EP, and the single is Goodbye Trouble. Drink by drink. So call I your like local radio. Call your local radio stations and request it because we want to hear it and, and make Jackson Ward take over the country charts. They're good. They're going places. They, these guys are not phonies. They're the real thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's I true. And if I, and by the way, if I didn't like your music, I would have just sat here smiling. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody enough. waits for my critique. The people in our audience, they say, oh, there goes Ron. <laughs> but no, I do like it. It's civilized. It's beautiful. It, it's intelligent. It's sweet. It's American. I love it. There you go. All right, everybody. So follow Jackson Ward on Twitter at Jackson Ward Band. Check out jacksonwardmusic.com. Buy the new album. We want to thank you guys for coming on to the Jimmy Star Show. Thank you for good luck with the album. Good luck with the album and everything. And and have a good one. And anytime you got anything big to promote, make sure you let us know, and we'll bring you back. Also, let us know if ever you're in the Philadelphia, Pennsylvania area ahead of time, and then we'll tell people where you are and when they should go see you. Thank you so much. We'll definitely do that. Appreciate All right, that. you guys. Thanks so much. Oh, but wait a Thank minute. You for there's, having a, there's a catch to that. We get free tickets in, Jimmy and I. <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course. Well, a free push is worth something. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Have a great weekend. Thanks Later, so fellas. much. Take care. Thanks a lot, man. Take care. Nice guys. Nice guys. Very nice guys. And their music is really good. Yeah, it's really good you know, country as I music. I said, I'm not a country music fan, but this stuff I could, as long as I can dance to it, I'm happy. You know, Music is something that your foot has to tap to, like the gal that's calling in very soon, Lainey Kazan, who's probably one of the greatest singers of of many uh, decades of great music. Um, I'm crazy about her her music. I'm crazy about her as a person. She's the kindest, sweetest woman in the world, and I'm so happy to know her. So then, you guys, Chad. Um Oh, excuse me. So everybody knows that Anita Ekberg died. Yeah, I know. I was devastated. And uh, and so we thought I would do something for Ron that he would like, kind of oh. like like to give everybody like a- an idea about who Anita Ekberg is oh. and everybody who hasn't really um, learned anything uh, about old movies or people who aren't really in tune to him. But uh, she was in a movie called La Dolce Vita, oh, and it's yes. like one of the most famous scenes in the history of movies. And I'm I, and I've got it on as a tribute for Ron and, and the appreciation oh, for the people so we're going to play La Dolce Vita, the the little video clip for it for gonna, everybody to see. I could almost get cry. I could almost cry from that because I loved Anita Ekberg. Loved her. Loved her. Loved her. She was one of the most beautiful Swedish model actresses in the world she was breathtakingly gorgeous so chad do you have that clip see oh all right everybody so here's anita ekberg and la dolce vita it's a short clip you can see how beautiful she is the cat is fabulous and uh and take a look and listen and 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 appreciate and then you'll start watching turner classic movies jimmy that's so sweet thank you so much here we go oh i really appreciate that Hello? <laughs> Marcello, where are you? Where did he go for that milk? My goodness!
Sì, Silvia. Vengo anch'io. Vengo anch'io. Ma sì, ha ragione lei, sto sbagliando tutto. Stiamo sbagliando tutto. Thank you again, Jimmy, for that. That was so, so everybody fine. like everybody should actually like you know I, before I met Ron, I had never seen a black and white movie because I thought I didn't like them, and since we've been together, I've seen hundreds of them. And everybody should really check out Turner Classic Movies and Ron's old show, Set the Record Straight, where he interviews all the stars from those movies. You can check it out on YouTube. And um, it was just really cool, and, and Anita Eckberg was someone who Ron really like thought was fabulous, and so she hopefully was, you guys would appreciate it. She was one. Of, she was one of the most breathtakingly beautiful women. Unfortunately, I've never met Anita, but my good friend Gita Hall knew Anita well because she was Swedish, also the family, the famous model Gita Hall, and. Everybody said that Anita Ekberg in person was absolutely mesmerizing. You couldn't stop looking at her body. She was 5'10". Her measurements were 40 double D, 24, 36. And they were real because in those days they didn't have the water bags that they have today. And Anita Ekberg with her beautiful long blonde hair that nobody had in those days set, set records that people couldn't deal with. Anyway, I grew up loving her as a young boy, teenager. And I was very upset when I heard that she passed away. But she was 83. And let's face it, we all got to go one of these days. So, Jimmy, thank you again for that tribute. And also, I've joined the fight with Robert Osborne, uh, Robert Osborne from uh, Tina uh, Turner Classic. Tina Turner. I'm so upset by what you did. <laughs> no, really, I'm so emotionally, I'm really emotional right now. Uh, Tina Turner, I'm calling <laughs> Time Warner. But anyway, um, Robert Osborne, you know, has been producing shows to show the world that as Lauren Bacall said to me Ron a movie is only old after you've seen it and I agreed with Lauren for those of you who don't know who Lauren Bacall is she was Humphrey Bogart's wife and if you don't know who Humphrey Bogart is go kill yourself because you know <laughs> he was this he was one of the biggest stars of Hollywood ever Casablanca Casablanca anyway I work very hard with Robert Osborne and a lot of other people to keep the history of film alive a film, remember, is not old until after you've seen it. There you go. I love it. And rest in peace, uh, Lauren, who I loved and knew. And Lauren Bacall was another sweetheart. Lovely, lovely, bright woman. Very bright woman. There you go. There we go. That's my little bit of nostalgia. So then um, we're going to be calling Lady Kazan in about five minutes. So before Good. that, let me just do a couple of quick uh, little commercially type things. First of all, you guys... <clears throat> we want to thank everybody who supports the Jimmy Star Show. You guys are fabulous. You can hear us on W4CY Radio, and if you hear us, then you get to hear Chad live because he's like the greatest engineer on the planet. Oh, yeah. There you oh, go. Yeah. You can hear us on WROM Radio in Detroit, Monster FM Radio in New York, Planet Radio Network in New York, L.A., Ontario, and London, uh, WBAD.net in Washington, D.C., Jackalope Radio in Kansas City, and K4HD Radio in L.A., and watch us We're on all. Roku TV and LGBT on the LGBT channel. That's our channel. There, there are people. And Jimmy and I, while we're in Florida for the season, the winter, we'll be doing a lot of events with the, the LGBT 
I got that soul screwed up. LGBTQ. LGBTQ people. So come on down and meet us. We'd love to meet you. Also, you can hear us on Stitcher, SoundCloud, iTunes, and iHeartRadio. Also, you guys, in June, we're all going to be at One Magical Weekend. It's June 5th through 7th. It's at the Walt Disney World Resorts. It's going to be the biggest LGBTQ gay party in the world. It's three days at Walt Disney World Resorts. Um, you can book your reservation now at the B Resort and Spa. That's the hotel that's hosting uh, all the people. It's going to be a blast. They're expecting... You know, 150, 200,000 fabulous, cool gay people to go there. It'll be a lot of fun, and you can book your reservations. Go to OneMagicalWeekend.com. That's O-N-E-M-A-G-I-C-A-L Weekend.com. It's going to be the ultimate fag fest that ever was. I cannot wait to go. <laughs> I call it a fag fest. I know. That's not really good. I don't think people will like that. I'm allowed. I'm gay. <laughs> I'm a fag. No, if you're a fag, you're allowed to say fag. We don't like it when, when straight people call us fags. But we can say fag fest. What's wrong with that? It's cute. I don't say it to people. I'm derogatory to myself. What do you want, drugs? Also, anyway, wait, shut up for a minute or two. I can't wait to go because, listen, everybody, if you're sad and lonely and you have nowhere to go, go there. You might meet somebody. You could fall in love. Romances start in places like that. Wear tight jeans with no underwear. And you ladies just wear tops with no bra. Wet the top a little bit. And I guarantee you'll be picked up in a second. There you go. The other thing that we got going on is Full Metal Jacket Diary audiobook is now available. Narrated by Matthew Modine, written and performed. It's all about the making of the Stanley Kubrick film. Um, it got nominated for an Academy Award. It's a four-CD set. You can go to beaconaudiobooks.com and get it. It's also available on Audible, uh, Amazon, iTunes, and Barnes and & Noble. And as you know, guys, I never lie to you. I always tell you the truth. I'm thrilled and excited because Shane Layton's album is out there. No, it's not. It's coming. Not yet? When is this broad putting her April album out? 7th. April 7th? Yeah. I thought it was out like weeks ago. No, coming out April 7th. I cannot wait for people to buy it. I love it. You know, we ha we get things ahead of time directly from when they record it. And Jimmy and I play it in the car all the time. In fact, going to Florida, we'll play that album many times with so many of our friends that we've had on the show. That's all the music that's in the car. Anyway, Shane Le Layton's album is fabulous. Her Invincible is wonderful, but I have a news for you, though, everybody. There's a third, was on the third track? That song oh, no, I you love. Like the, you like the... Uh, oh, I love it. I think it's the fifth track. I don't know. Fifth track song is, is my favorite. I keep hitting the repeat button. Bada -boom, bada -boom, bada -boom. I don't know if that'll be that number on the album either. And but. also, Driving Down, we're playing Lainey Kazan's wonderful album, Body and Soul, which when she sings Body and Soul... No one has ever sung Body and Soul like Lainey sings it. Her soul is in the song. I mean, it's a fabulous song. Please go out and get Body and Soul by Lainey Kazan. You'll love every song on it. The songs are just beautiful, and her voice is just, it's just beyond belief. Also want to give another shout-out for some other albums, Spectrum Music Group albums, some guests that we've had on the show or probably will be having on the show. But uh, Jarrah Blues has a new album that came out yesterday. Morgan's Road, who's coming on the show next week. Joe Ness's album Ellipsis, who he's in the chat room now. Jackson Ward, who we just had on the show's album, came out yesterday. And so did Evalove, which was our guest last week. So, so everybody go mm -hmm. out and get all those albums. It'll be terrific. Mm-hmm. And now, Chad, you want to go ahead and uh, call Lainey for us? I could do that for you. All right. We'd appreciate that very much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. All right, everybody. Dead silence. So, like, while they're calling. Nothing like dead air, we always say in show business. Whoa, whoa, whoa. But there it is. It's ringing. Ah! It's ringing. 
Sorry. I heard a scream. That was, that was Chad. Oh, I thought it was Lainey because she could do that. You know, she's crazy like that. Let me talk first. Oh, oh, he has to. Oh, he has to talk first. Hello, Dan's office. This is her assistant, Peter, speaking. Hey, Peter. This is Jimmy Starr and Ron Russell from the Jimmy Starr Show. She's expecting our call. Okay, uh, hang on one second, Jimmy. All righty, thank you. Yes. Are you, you're unbuttoning yourself. I don't believe. Are you getting hot, Ron? Easy, easy, tiger. Killer. Watch where the hell. I know we have dead air. No, we don't have dead air. She'll be there. Dead, dead air. Dead She'll air. be there. Maybe I'll sing. My heart is sad and lonely. I think of you if you Hi. only. Hello, Lainey. Welcome <laughs> to the Jimmy Star Show. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm having a little eye problem here. One second. I can't see. <laughs> okay. Something got in my eye. Well, that's All right. Okay. So I'm I, on. Am I on the phone? Am I on? Yeah, yeah, you're, you're on. on. You're live. We talked to your assistant and heard his footsteps going to you, and I welcome you to the show, and I'm going to turn it over to Ron Russell. Hey, honey. All right. Hi, darling. Hi, how are you? I'm good. I sang Body and Soul while we waited for you. <laughs> I don't do it as well as you do, but I gave it a shot. I just finished plugging it. I told everybody that's listening in, you've got to go out and get that album, because when Lainey sings Body and Soul, guess what? She sings From Her Soul. Oh, Ain't, you're so sweet. No, I'm not sweet. I tell the truth. I don't bullshit anybody on our show, and they know it. I tell everything. If I don't like a record, I don't say a word. If I don't think an artist can sing, I ignore it. Have her say hello to everybody real quick. Oh, you have to say hello to everybody in our chat room, because that's a thing we do. All right. Hello, everybody. How are yeah. you? And I wish you a happy new year and everything great for this new year. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So now listen, my sweet, you're going to Florida and we're leaving tomorrow for Florida. And I know that you're appearing in a few places. At the places. Travis Center. Wait, we'll get uh, there. I know you're appearing in a few places. And yeah. of course, Jimmy and I are coming with Perry Winkler. We're going to drag old Perry along. Oh, great. Because I'm supposed to call her and I haven't had a minute. I've been so crazy busy. It's been unbelievable. So before, when we get finished with this interview, would you be kind enough to give me her phone number? Definitely. What are you, crazy? And then okay. I figured we'd all have dinner after a show or something because Jimmy and I want to talk to you about a few things. So lunch is good or dinner, whatever's good. Lunch is terrible. Terrible for lunch. <laughs> Dinner's better. Yeah, dinner. dinner is better. Okay, so we'll talk after the show on the dates. Now well, You'll have to let me know when you're coming so I can make you a well, reservation. We're, we're leaving tomorrow. We'll be there for six weeks. She means which show you're coming to. Oh, right. which show we're coming to? We'll let you know as soon as yeah, we get we'll to Florida. Yeah, we'll let you know. Yeah, definitely. Now, All right, I'm at the Kravis Center Wednesday. Wait, wait, wait. Through, wait, through, hang on. Uh, fr Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And then I'm at the Kravis Center on Sunday. I am at the uh, Raz Room in Carl Springs on Saturday night. Okay, we're going to go over that again, because first of all, we have a lot of very young people on our audiences who may not know who Lainey Kazan is, simply because I asked them once, do you know who Barbara Streisand is? And they said, I've heard of her. So oh. that's, oh yeah, that's where we've gone. You know, we're generation, you and I are the same age. I mean, we're like up there. Anyway, um, Lainey Kazan, my friends, is not only a fabulous singer, and I put her in the category with Johnny Mathis, Peggy Lee, Ella Fitzgerald, and Frank Sinatra. And that's well, heavy. Thank you, oh no, that's heavy duty company. Your voice is unbelievable. Your your songs are fabulous, and and you're fabulous too. Anyway, for those of you who don't know her from music, you'll know her from my big fat Greek wedding. She did a fabulous job portraying the mom in that movie. 
And um, they might know me from the Zohan as well. As, I love the Zohan, Zohan as well. <laughs> Zohan. But my favorite of all is Ive, my son is gay. I peed through the whole movie. I was screaming. <laughs> you are a riot. You, Mamala, you are unbelievable. I mean, when you told the psychiatrist you're a piece of shit, I almost fainted. <laughs> I, I said, oh, my God, Lenny Kazan. <laughs> everybody that's been to a shrink, we all thought that while we sat there. You know, you're some piece of shit. Anyway, your performance in that movie has got to be one of the best performances ever. I mean, oh. you were on target. You didn't miss a beat. You were absolutely fabulous. So besides being a wonderful singer and a fabulous actress, you're a nice person. You're oh, someone yeah. I really care a lot for. I'm going to give Thank you the ultimate compliment, and then I'll let you talk. If All I right. wasn't married to Jimmy, and if I weren't gay, I would be chasing you for marriage in two <laughs> minutes. You're gorgeous. You're so beautiful. And those, you know what? I mean, I'm a you-know-what man in my old days when I was Oh, straight. my God. My cat is... Uh, Oh, my God. What happened oh, to the no. cat? My cat is not feeling well. What happened oh. to the cat? She's growing up. Oh, what's oh, the matter, that's, honey? That's good. Why could you just do me here, throw this on there? Oh. Is your cat okay? Yeah. Oh, he, no, no, tell, take him off the, take him, take him off the rug. Actually, we have. Okay. Lainey. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we're going to go over those dates again. All right. Let's do them in, in Palms, Palm Beach. We need Beach. a date, though. We need dates. Oh, but wait a second. She's, she's appearing in Palm Beach, Florida. Right. At the Kravitz Center. Correct. On and I'm doing a show called Celebrity Autobiography. It's very, very funny. Okay. And uh, you'll enjoy it. It's funny. And, and what are the dates Saturday, for that? What is the what? Friday? The Friday the what? January? No, what's the date? I said Wednesday. Okay. The date is hold on. Wednesday the twenty eighth. Okay, January twenty eighth. Through Friday the thirtieth. Okay. And, and on oh. Thursday evening, I'm doing both the celebrity autobiography, and um. Uh, the uh, I'm being honored at the film festival, the Jewish film right. festival. You're being honored for Oyve, my son is gay. Am I right? Correct. And right. and um, uh, what did you just ask? Yes, I'm being honored. I'm getting an award at 7:30, and then I will be on stage at the um, at the Kravis Center in autobiography that evening. Uh, and then after the show, there's a Q and A. Um, at the um, at the Ayve, uh, my son is gay at the Jewish Film Festival. Right, so and I'm going to be running back and forth. It's all happening at the Kravis Center, right across the hall from each each other. Right, right. We, we, and we, then we, on we, Saturday night, I'm at the Raz Room in Carl Springs. Mm -hmm. And then Sunday evening, I'm at the uh, Kravis Center in autobiography. And if anyone so I have a very hectic schedule. Okay, so if anyone didn't get all of that, please go to the Ron Russell Show on Facebook. I will have it all posted on my page so that you won't forget it or lose it. What do your tickets go for approximately? I have so, no, idea. There no is, idea. I believe it's on my email. Right, because people like to know exactly, you know, what, and not everybody's got money. And I we know, can find it. I know you've got fans that would, you know, deposit Coke bottles to get money to go well, see Well, I, I do believe that the... Uh, uh, to see the uh, the Jewish Film Festival, it uh, I think it's a uh, a little more money. 
It usually okay. is. Usually is. Lainey, is the is the Raz room is the Raz room down there the same as the Raz room that we saw you at in Pennsylvania? Hello. Hello. Oh, I think we lost her. Chad, did we lose her? That is correct. Okay. Can you call her back? Because we still have a couple minutes. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. Live, live, live. That's what happens. Live. <laughs> Just love live. She probably sat on her phone or something. That was Oopsie. her. Oopsie. Hello. What happened? I don't know I what don't happened. Know. I uh, we cut out on my question. I thought, oh my gosh! But uh, I just wanted to know if the Raz Room is the same Raz Room that we saw you at in Phil in Pennsylvania. It's like because it's, it's the uh, same think... name, but it's uh, not in Philadelphia. It's in, it's in Call Springs, Florida. Yeah, that's cool. Okay. So, meanwhile, we went to that show, and you know, I've seen Lainey many times perform. This night, there was something about her performance that was totally different from her normal performances. And at the very end, she said to the audience, I gave you the best I have. And it was beautiful when she said that because she did give us the best of what she has. And Lainey has a lot to give you. I mean, some of the songs that she sings that I go crazy over are standards. Uh, you young folks out there should start to learn that music is not only today, music is always. Like I said before about movie film, uh, Lauren Bacall said to me, again, I repeat, Ron, a film is only old after you've seen it. And I agreed with her. <laughs> well, that's what, that's what Lauren said to me in an interview. So I'm telling you the same thing about music. Music only becomes old-fashioned or old after you've heard it. Go out, treat yourself. Lainey Kazan absolutely will mesmerize you with her, not only her voice, but her emotion, her expression, her feeling. She grabs the words and makes them have meaning. And that's what singers don't do today. They just shout them out. God, how I hate the music of today. <laughs> I really do. I really do. I swear to God. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like what was that one that, that one that never grew old, that lived in a world? What was the movie? I can't think of it right now. But that never but lived in a world of years ago. That's what I've become. You know, the old days were good days. Tell us about your days with Frank Sinatra and the Rat Pack. Oh, God. I can't believe it sometime. It was a great time. And I, I, I went out with Frank for a while. And um, and then I, I came to see his shows. And I just, it was a wonderful, wonderful time. And I was always very nervous. Uh, he just intimidated me so, you know. But um, it was a great time to to listen to great music and to meet a mm -hmm. great man mm -hmm. and to understand. Mm -hmm. And I did a film with him called Lady in Cement. That's how That's I right. Him. That's right. That's right. Back in 1967. That's correct. Yeah, Lady and in I Cement. I saw, it at, I saw it at the Chinese Grauman Theater. Oh, Hollywood. my God. That's where it was playing, and that's where I saw it. I was just born at the time. I was like three months oh, old. My mother, <laughs> my mother, <laughs> yeah, she, my mother said, now, don't cry, Ronnie, or I'll beat the shit out of you, but we're going to go to the movies. Anyway, you are superb, and I want to share you with the world because, you know, people that do what you do, we're losing them. Like, I'm sad as hell because of Anita Ekberg. I loved Anita. Oh, and, I know. I was so sad to see devastated. that. Devastated. Jimmy just did a tribute to her before you came on. He showed some of La Dolce Vita as a surprise to me. I was like sick for like a half a day over it. Anita Ekberg was, was magnificent and wonderful. Um, of course, you know my buddy Jane Russell, my dearest friend in the world. I still miss her. And I want the world to know that because time has moved on, don't be a snob. And don't say, oh, those people, I don't know them. Oh, they're old. My mother knows them. 
get over it. You get to know them and get to enjoy what I enjoyed. The gift that you gave me, I want to give to all the young jerks out there that think that old is old. Stupid. Oh, well, I, I, I hope that a lot of young people will come and uh, be introduced. Well, I know you're going to have. Hello? They love and adore you, the gay community. They love and adore you. There's not a, a queen I don't know that does. Olenia Kazan, I love her. She's fabulous. You know, like, <laughs> you know those queens, they carry on. But anyway, oh. we, we got to cut it now, and we'll chat when we're in Florida. All and, right, I look forward to hearing from you regarding when you're coming. Yes, and thank you for coming on and ch ch chatting with us. And well, Hugs my and ple pleasure and privilege, and I look forward to seeing you. Good Thanks, honey. Lainey. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye-bye. Fabulous. She's fabulous. She's, she's fabulous. I mean, she's the nicest woman in the world. Actually, too, you guys, for real, like if you listen to, she has an album and it's called, I don't know if the album's called Body and Soul, it's but the Body song is called Body and Soul. Yeah, and it is, it is phenomenal. The phenomenal, album is phenomenal, Body and phenomenal, Soul. Phenomenal, phenomenal. Yeah. Could you imagine how casually she said, oh, I dated Frank Sinatra for a while. <laughs> like it was Joe Blow down the block. Oh, yeah, I just dated him for a while. <laughs> imagine dating Frank Sinatra. How Everybody do like in the that? chat room liked it. Like what? Liked her. They said appreciate oh, she's, it. She's a doll. You know, and again, I repeat, just because people are in their whatever's age, don't make us obsolete, everybody. We have so much to give you. In Europe, the old timers give the young people knowledge. They give them what it was like in their day. Don't be so involved with your today crap. Listen to a little bit of our world. Know how wonderful it was back in the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, so on. There's so much knowledge that we could give you. There's so much joy and fun in listening to us. We are raconteurs. And if you listen to us as raconteurs, you will be very, very happy. Jimmy from the Aquarius View and Dave from Stars Now both talked about how like she's proper. she's like a proper star. Who, Lainey? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. She's no slob or anything. She's wonderful. No, I mean, that's a, that's a compliment, though. No, so she's, that's a she's up there with the royalty. She's up there with Peggy Lee and Doris Day and the rest of the great stars of that era. I mean, great stars. So here's what we're going to do, Chad. I kept in. Um, let's find that Cheyenne Jackson video, because like, I've always wanted to play it, and we haven't ever been able to do it. And um, the name of the song is Don't Want to Know. Let me know when you get it. And I you guys, Cheyenne Jackson's a famous, famous like singer and dancer, and I never knew he was gay until recently, and he did this new video. It's fabulous called Don't Want to Know. It's really beautiful, and uh, we're going to play it for you now on the Jimmy Star Show. You ready, Chad? Yeah. There you go, everybody. Here's Cheyenne Jackson. You can't be alone, Lord, I know that's true. No matter what, can't stop loving you. Careless with me, baby, from the start Pushing me, breaking my world apart Deep in my heart there's a scar now Telling the story of us I keep coming back to you Planning attack on you, love I don't
to my guts, there you go again. You're killing me, don't even know it when. Casting a spell with a lick of your lips, you pretend you're completely oblivious. Deep in my heart, there's a scar now. Telling the story of us. I don't All right, everybody. So that was Cheyenne Jackson. Don't want to know. Now we want to welcome our Hollywood vixen, Deirdre Serego. Yeah, Ooh, she looks beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. And I don't have eyeliner on today. I can't find it. I don't know where the eyeliner went. My eyeliner is missing. Ask so Jimmy. He probably took it. <laughs> I, have to, I have to go look in the boys. Actually, he cut my hair today and he put eyeliner on me. Was that it's hers? It's probably mine. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> What I did was, Jimmy, I, tr I trimmed Jimmy's eyebrows. Because we're going to Florida. I have to look beautiful. Right. Yeah, so do. I said, you know, you have nice eyebrows. And I got an eyebrow pencil that's black. And I made black eyebrows and I put a beauty mark. <laughs> and I said to him, you'd make the ugliest woman in the world. <laughs> I mean, really. If ever anybody wants to, like, shock somebody to death, just put you in drag and you could sure kill them. There you go. Also, your your eyebrows tend to look a little Colonel uh, Sanders at times. No, yes. but now look how nice they are. Take your glasses now. They look nice now. Look. Yeah, well, they're not like the mad scientist. No. Usually he has the mad scientist I mean, eyebrows. he's got eyebrows like pubic area. It's like all curly and long. Oh, my gosh. Thank oh, wow. you so much, everybody. Pubic eyes. <laughs> That's his new nickname, pubic eyes. Pubrow. 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 I love it. Like a unibrow. He no. has a pubrow. Pubrow. <laughs> That's great. Sing out, Chad. I love it. Hi, there Chad. There you go, Chad. Yeah, Sorry we're going to see Jim. you, Chad. When are we seeing you at the Boca Country, the Boca West Country Club? When are you coming down here? Are you coming down here for six weeks? We don't I, know yet. I, we don't know yet, but uh, we're thinking of coming down for a long time. For more than two. As far as I know, I think we're Boca well, West we have, every week. We have a situation now that's come up uh -oh. with Jimmy's dad and... Um, so we'll see. Yeah, we want to be there for, for a while. Good we have you. reasons to want to be there for Good a while. Hear. All right. So, we'll, leave, we'll leave the heater on for you. 
There you go. Yeah, but give us the dates. When are you going to be at the Boca West Country Club? Oh, I'm not gonna... sure. I think we're there for the rest of this month, so if you're going to be down here by then. Oh, oh, yeah, we'll be down there next. We're leaving now, tomorrow. Will you, will you be offended if I boo and walk out? Fuck yeah, I will. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, t- I'll track you down. I'm going to stand up and say, head is fabulous, but the other one, boo, boo, boo. I'm excited to see you work, Chad. It'll be fun. You always see us work. We never see you work. Hey, now. Well, bring it on. I'll be there for you. That's right. Everybody's laughing at pubrow. Jesus. Sorry. (laughs) A pubrow. That's what it's called, a pubrow. So Deirdre watched the Golden Globes. You got any any dish for us? (laughs) Oh, please. I'm I'm over it. (laughs) No offense. We like barely watched it. I I mean, I was just so boring. And um, I mean, just I'm so over Hollywood and that whole like everyone looked like garbage. I mean, I'm gonna have to tell you, it was like I I chose my 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 ten. Well, I'm supposed to have ten, but I only have nine <laughs> of my Golden Globe dress picks, and I had I had to physically stop myself at ten of the worst dress, but that could have gone on <laughs> to thirty. But I thought I, I have to be fair here. I've got to have yin and yang. I can't constantly just have like hate everybody in Hollywood and the way they dress. But, <laughs> but I was just like, I mean. What some of them were weird. Okay, I we'll start with the nice ones. Did you guys see any of them? I saw. We went to the movies. We no, to the but movies. online. But I went online and looked. Yeah, you know okay. who I liked. Everybody's making fun of uh, J Lo. I love J Lo. Like That's my number one pick. I Me too. Dress. That dress has got to <laughs> be phenomenal in real life. Of, they're making fun of her. What? They said that she wore it years ago when she wore the thing that was all because it, it's very similar to the green that she wore. And I like Goldie Hawn. Goldie Hawn's daughter's That's my second choice. Kate Hudson's dress is beautiful. Bad makeup on her, but. The dress was beautiful. Right. So see that way, daughter. Well, hell, of course, Daddy and I both have very good taste in, in, right, in gowns. gowns. Well, I learned from him. Well, I wore gowns in the living. <laughs> yeah, you, had, you had nice beaded gowns. I had fabulous designs. My, by my designer was um, Tim Blacker. Tim Blacker. Who was a fabulous? He worked for Broadway. He did all the costumes for all the great musicals. Go on, Ditch. But for number three, I thought Reese Witherspoon's dress looked beautiful. It was a beaded um, number that probably was gorgeous in real life. Um, I did not like. She needed more makeup, though. I thought her her face could have used a little more makeup. Then Julianne Moore's dress. I thought was beautiful, and that's another one that's probably has to be magnificent in real life. It was all beaded work done, and it fades into color from silver to to black to like a purple and like a blue, and then there's feathers all on the bottom. I didn't see Julianne Moore's. Um, a little drag queen for me. A but little, good. but no, but pretty. Yeah, was, at least it was glamorous. It was drag queen. Um, my ultimate, ultimate favorite was John Legend's wife, uh, Chrissy Teigen. That gown I would love to see in person because the beadwork has got to be phenomenal. It's like a, a very pale pink and it's tight and it's nude underneath and it's all pink beads in all these different designs. And it just looked utterly magnificent. For my older um, Hollywood legends, Helen Mirren looked great. In she that always looks number. good. Her body, I got to tell oh, you, this she's dress. Built. She's built big time. I mean, a tiny waist, the hips, yeah, the rump, the boobs. the boobs. The woman has a phenomenal, phenomenal body. Shown on a beautiful red, um, age-appropriate, full-length arm with some uh, jewel-colored beads, which I thought was very, very beautiful. I loved. She was in all gemstones, which I liked. Um, 
Meryl Streep was beautiful too. She had on, uh, was it white that was she wearing? I think I forgot now. Um, cause I didn't see her on the red carpet. I only saw her at the ceremony. What did Lara have on? I don't know. I didn't see what Lara had on. I saw her. I, I didn't even look. You know, I didn't even I think saw to look Lara, to see what Lara. I saw Lara on, sh on her show, Good Morning America, and some clips. And she had on a red gown that sort of went like one shouldered. And in here was a triangular cutout. That could be pretty. Yeah. And red, I love, I love her in Lara in red. In red. Yeah, she looks that's, great. That's in the red. only color. Lara. By the way, they're talking about Lara Spencer, Lara Spencer you guys. Good morning, Good morning America. America. Who was a friend of ours? Yeah, no, um, um, you know, a, a family member. Almost. I didn't even think to. to yeah, Lara see looked what good. Wore. La I, Lara's hair was up, I believe. Oh, okay. Good. And they threw eyelashes and eyebrows and oh, lipstick good. on her, so she Yay. looked like really like a movie star. Good, because that's how it should be. The awards. Yeah, she are, looked good. It's supposed to be about glamour, you know. It's the one mm -hmm. night a year mm -hmm. you get to be the celebrity, the actor, the artist, the creator. You know, you're this conglomerate of of stardom, so you got to look it. I mean, just but suffer Birdman won. One. I know. I don't even get Ugh. the Birdman. Cameraman Ugh. Glenn, did you see Birdman? Ugh. I don't I don't understand the fascination Ugh. with Birdman. Ugh. Me either. Oh, all right, let me just finish this list real quick. Anna Ferris was my number 8th choice. I love Anna Ferris. I, I have a story to tell which I'll tell you after this about her personally. She's really very nice. Um and Katie Holmes, I thought she looked very pretty. She I had love on a Katie beautiful a dark amethyst um purple satin strapless with gathered. Her hair was shit extensions. It was in a ponytail that came on one side. The eye makeup, the face makeup was all nice. She was done well. She wasn't presenting or anything. She was just there as a as an as attendee. A guest. That's as a guest. Cool. And I thought she looked appropriate. The gown was great. Now we're going to Go on for the oh my god the worst dress I can't <laughs> deal I can't what the WTF Rosamund Pike was she wearing she wore this white thing with spaghetti straps it had nude cutaways here and these like look like big band-aid straps over her boobs that were hanging too low and then it went out A-line was the thing on the red carpet this year I don't know why they're all doing A-line is so in it's so in and I hate it because nobody really looks truly in, attractive in the 1970s in it. it was a disaster and they brought it back and it's again. a disaster <laughs> you know what the women with big hips love the A-line my should. sister had big hips. And they shouldn't. And my sister always wore I would think the A-line would make you even bigger. No, bigger. no, no, because you don't know if it's your hips pushing it out mm, or it's the cut of the skirt. Oh, okay. That's okay. true. Illusion. <laughs> Claire Danes. I don't know what the hell you And I love wearing. Claire Danes. I love Claire No, don't forget me. I personally like all these actors. It's nothing. I'm just Just they had bad picks. Bad, bad stylists. Maybe Rachel Zoe did it. Oh. <laughs> Claire what did, what did Kate Blanchard look like? I didn't see her. Was she there? I don't even think she was there. It. Oh, because she usually dresses interesting. She's usually pretty. Yeah, di just different. Yeah, I didn't see her though. Um, Anna Kendricks looked horrible. She was wearing Mon um, Monique Lelier, and I I didn't like it. The worst one was was Lena Dunham. Lena Dunham from the girls. Yeah, She's the I remember last year what she she looked terrible she last year. She always looks horrible. She was wearing a Zach Posen. It was this red satin potato sack. Literally, that looked like a potato sack, and she looked like a bag of potatoes in the potato sack. And it it was um, short at the knees, but long in the back, that kind of cut. It was just horrible. Right. It was absolutely horrible. I hated it. Uh, um, Tina Fey looked like she was wearing a... Well, button. Tina Fey's a comedian, so yeah. You, that's okay. She gets away. She looked what, like what, she was wearing was, a gunny sack. Was what's her name there, Jennifer Lawrence? I didn't see her either. See, those are the stars that I'm interested in. Yeah, they how, had like... How about, uh, what's the face? The one the one I love, what's her name? I can't think of her name. The blonde, the tall blonde. Uh, Charlize Theron? Yeah, Charlize. I didn't see her there either. So it really didn't have a star-studded... 
I think that they yeah. went to all of the Golden Globe parties, parties. after. Yeah. yeah. We're going to have but, to talk to Lara in private. And find out. And find out who's the who's and what's the yeah. what. Yeah. But speaking. And we'll share with you whatever we're allowed to. <laughs> um, and Lupita Nyong'o, I was a little disappointed in her gown. And she actually got best dressed. Last year, she was best dressed everywhere and she went. she was best dressed this year, too, which I'm like shocked because it's this purple. It looks like, um, you know, the swimming hats that the women used to wear in the 50s, those flowered ba- swimming bathing, hats? Bathing, bathing caps. caps. Yeah. yeah. But purple flowers all on the bodice here and then white she didn't really have a bathing cap on though right just looked like a bathing cap okay it looked like you took 90 purple 50s bathing caps with the flowers on cluster of flowers very mid-century stuck it on the boobs elizabeth taylor started that look in the movie with with cliff with no with um montgomery cliff the movie was called something in the sun Oh, it was horrible. And that became her. Elizabeth Taylor started that flowers on the boobs. Oh, mm-hmm. and it was purple with white. And it just, I mean, it may have been pretty in real life, but not so much on, on her. Juliana Margulies looked like crap. Well, she always looks like Yeah, crap. I mean, Selma Hayek looked like something off of, off of. Selma Hayek? Yeah. She looked like something off of a wedding cake topper. I she was a wedding her. cake topper. I love her too. Oh, and she's, she's gorgeous. So gorgeous. My she God, had on, beautiful. it looked like tapestry, okay. um, a, a white with silver. And a belt, and it was a uh, 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 um, strapless, and then a line. She looked like something off of a wedding cake topper, or somebody said on Twitter, like a from a quinceanera. <laughs> from a what? A quinceanera, like which a 15s, I thought was really mean. What is that? Fifteens, like yeah, it's like Spanish the, people celebrate fifteens, and and, so, and American people say sweet sixteen. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. quinceanera. So, <laughs> I was nice enough just to say a wedding tree, a uh, uh, wedding cake topper, but uh, Kira Knightley was wearing Chanel and I don't know I mean, what were you thinking there's butterflies on it with oh I lace. saw that one that's a dog oh my god yeah that one I saw I mean come on yeah I saw a picture of that one I almost fainted and right? the hairdo <laughs> and that dark hair what's with her slick back like <laughs> like like a soldier you know, she's a hit and miss girl sometimes she's magnificently beautiful yep. like in the Duchess yeah the movie the Duchess she was breathtaking and then other films we see her and she's a dog why do they do that years ago Hollywood stars always look like stars. They never had a bad look because they had the right makeup, the right lighting. Today, the makeup is these weirdos that make them up like I don't know what. And they don't have lighting. And lighting is so important. I think they do that because, I don't know, they, they, they want you to see the real character. Sometimes well, the character to go back is not to, pretty. To go back oh. to Anita Ekberg, who passed away yesterday, in one of her interviews, they said, did you have a fight with weight? Did you always have to worry about your weight? She said, no, because certain cameramen knew how to shoot me where I look thin and others just shot me to look fat fat she said it's all in the camera and that's true mm. now what would you have worn that's why always be nice to your camera guy yes what would um, you yes <clears throat> hi hi cameraman exactly always be nice <laughs> to hi! your always be nice here I don't you know what would you have worn I don't know who would you have worn I don't know I really um See, I don't know. I'm not like committed to one designer. I do love Ralph Lauren. Um, so I would like something from Ralph Lauren. I would have gone glamorous. I would have worn um, either a beautiful like green because I look great in green with my red hair or I love purple or I would have done a beautiful um, either teal or royal blue. Mm. And I would have done my hair down and sexy. Um, I don't know what the best cut for me is I would probably say maybe something strapless and tight would you have worn falsies oh yeah to push them up god yeah <laughs> half of them have falsies <laughs> yeah. hey guys I got Richard calling in for you okay cool there you go 
Oh, okay. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Jimmy Star Show. What is this? Accept all videos. Okay, I accept. There you <laughs> go. Right. Hello, hello. Can you hear us? Yeah, I can. How you doing? We're absolutely fabulous. Welcome to the Jimmy Star Show. Before we get started, let me introduce you to everybody. Starting off with our cool, outrageous man about town, Mr. Ron Russell. Hey, hey Ron. Friend. How are you? How are you today? Good. Great. And we have our Hollywood vixen, Deirdre Sarego. Hi. How are you? Hey, how are you? Um, we have the man behind the boards who hooked this whole thing up, Mr. Chad Murphy. Hey, Richard. Welcome to the show. Hey, nice to meet you. Cool. Pleasure. And and I'm Jimmy Starr. Welcome to the Jimmy Starr Show. And before we get started, we have a chat room full of people, so you got to, like, say hello, chat room. Hey, chat room. There you go. How's it going? <laughs> you have a really good Skype setup. Hardly anybody yeah. calls in and has their own, like, headset. And, and No, and, but look at the lighting. lighting. Yeah, I, you look fabulous. I, I, I Skype all the time. There you go. Well, well you look fabulous. Go I ahead. Wanna, I Skyping for years. Wanna... Are you kidding? It's the only way to go. <laughs> I want to throw the first question at you. And no, by the way, throw, don't throw it. Hand it off. <laughs> hang, hang on, Rich. I can't by, handle that throwing by stuff. By the way, I I really do like so much of your work. How many goddamn films are you in? Every time I turn a TV on or go to a movie, you're in a film. <laughs> I mean, you you win the other one. What's his name? May, may I say? May I, I say? Know. Sucking yeah. up will get you everything. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm not sucking up. No. No, he's saying he sucks up to oh, get everything. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> because between you and Michael. You're never Michael. Um, what am Michael I who? Oh God, I can't think. Alzheimer's. Michael, who we just the old man from England. Michael, who's in no movie? Who? who oh, Michael Caine. You and Michael Caine. <laughs> I think are running neck and neck with being in every film. You've been and around. Kurt Fuller. We had just Kurt Fuller on. He's yeah. in a lot of films too. I mean, what? How do you get the work? I can't get a goddamn movie. <laughs> well, first of all, you have to be able to act. That, that, that oh. always that always helps. That's usually uh, a good thing. <laughs> well, after the last shitter room I was in, I don't think I'm ever getting a film. Yeah, again. no, it's listen. I hate to say it, too. Act, actors are notoriously lazy, so uh, that's why most of them don't go anywhere. Yeah, but you've been in a lot of films. You got to tell us how many films you. Yeah, think but you, you know something? I work my ass off. I I'm dedicated to this craft of acting, not to stardom, not to fame, to acting, um, writing, directing, producing, teaching. And so that's my, everything else is a byproduct of that. But what did you want to say? What were your, how many films do you think, how many films do you think you've done? Well, I've done a million things. I mean, I, I can't remember half the stuff because you know, every, I don't know about you, every, what, five years, 10 years, I have a frontal lobe lobotomy and get rid of all that excess information <laughs> that I don't need on my hard drive. I do that I, too. I want to make room for today for what's coming. Right. Out, out of all the things that I've done, I found interviewing is my thing. I love it so much. I had a show in LA for a lot of years called Set the Record Straight. I interviewed the great legends of Hollywood. And now Did I'm you on ever the manage to do it? Did you accomplish that? Oh, sure. It was oh, you a got good the records. Oh, really? They actually yep. told you the truth. Wow. Yeah, I'm about to. Well, no, it's Hollywood. The truth is Hollywood. They bend it a little. Yeah. They, the Hollywood shape, truth. they shape it around you. Yeah, he got bit. the Hollywood truth. Yeah, I know. <laughs> this is the Hollywood truth, you know. Yeah. Well, many versions well, of Hollywood truth. It's yeah. like let's it's like let's do lunch. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Boy. 
So oh, actually, hold on. I'm going to interrupt for a second. I want to make sure we get this in. So we have a really cool cameraman. His name is Glenn, and he's recording all of this stuff and edits it all for our TV show on Roku right. Television. And his wife is a huge fan, and her name is Carrie. And mm-hmm. so I told him I would get you to say a shout-out and hello to Carrie so that way when she watches it, she'll see it. Well, I'll say, hey, Carrie, how you doing? And by the way, make sure that you Photoshop. I want to have a bigger chest. <laughs> show. I, want, I want you to bring in my, my lower half. Okay, tighter like this. Okay, can you manage that? Do you like Photoshop or do you have any kind of- <laughs> He's he's got his thumbs up, no problem. Wait a minute. Oh, cool. Okay, you're on yes, my blonde. my guest Make list. No, spoke, spoken like okay. a true actor. Is, is okay. that not true? When you're on a set, I remember I was on a set. I won't mention the actress, but she ran the whole goddamn show. She wanted this, there, that, the other thing, and I thought to myself, why doesn't she just do it? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the truth is people deal with a lot of fear, and if they get any little amount of power, uh, they want to be in control. I mean, that's why people want to be in control is they don't trust. Well, yeah. her name, and I there's could, a lot of – there's very little trust in this business. I could, Actually, give, I could give her name because she's dead. It was Joan Crawford. Oh, my God. Yeah, wow. Joan Crawford was notorious on a set. I mean, she, she had to have – Casting lighting, either a Venetian blind or a palm tree, to soften her mask. Actually, face. though, like, ah. like you, you, you segued into it, so I, I have it down as notes that I was going to bring up later. But since you segued into it and mentioned it, I'll go start with this first. <laughs> but because I, besides being an actor and a director and all these things, you also write books and do lectures, and you've got you teach acting and directing for the camera. You teach acting from the heart. You teach overcoming fear, which you just brought up. And yep. everything you ever wanted to know about the entertainment industry. So besides being busy filming all the time, you're also like popular on the lecture book circuit. Well, I've been doing, I've been teaching, lecturing for the past 30 years, ever since I started acting. Um, it's always been a professional hobby of mine. Um, look, we, we all, you know, learn as we go. Most of the time we learn the hard way. So we all have something to share. So I just happen to really have a passion for sharing, you know, what I've learned the hard way about life, about business. Uh, I taught Tony Robbins type seminars. Uh, I have gone through, you have no idea, if you knew all the workshop seminars, therapy sessions, every form of anything and everything that could help me get through the earlier part of my life to free myself from all the inhibitions, restrictions, all the crap that gets in the way of everybody's life. And so, you know, that this has not been an easy journey for me. So I, I teach people that there's a way out of the abyss, there's a way out of the box. And believe it or not, no matter where you are, no matter how much money you have, no matter what you think is possible, there is a way to create a more, and I don't mean in a woo-woo way, I mean in a very drowned-to-earth, uh, grounded way, there is a way to have a more meaningful, fulfilling, successful life. And, you know, I'm, you have to embody what you teach. So I'm out there, I'm, I'm writing, I'm directing, I'm teaching, I'm acting, I'm performing a lot. Um, and I teach what I, again, what I have to live. And actually, if you guys want to find out more about a lot of that, you can go to richardhatch.com. I am. Um, and you can go to richardhatch.com and you can follow him on Twitter. He's at Thumbfighter. So how did we get the name Thumbfighter? Well, at Thumbfighter is my Twitter um, little, uh, you know, uh, what do you call it? Uh, my little Twitter sign. And I, uh, I fight. I, I got into this thing. I'm very competitive. Anybody that knows me knows that I'm very competitive and I hate to lose, whether it's bowling, ping pong, and then I got into this thumb fighting thing. And uh, I don't do the thing where it's on the, on the ground where you can't move your, 
your wrist. I like it up in the air. You can go 180 degrees, 180 degrees, and you can't pull out. And anything oh, that's else. That's like where two people do it, right? Yeah, you like, hold on. Right. Okay, okay. And I, I remember that. I challenge everybody everywhere I go. Women come back year after year to try to kick my ass. I've had <laughs> six foot, six foot, <laughs> six guys, 280 pounds, trying to try to kick my ass. And there's only one person that's ever beat me, Vic Mignogna, but he cheats. <laughs> now, how does he cheat, though? Well, he does this little flick. This oh. little flick. And by the way, it's a really tough fight, but he's got this little flick that I got to figure out. I've n- I don't know what he does. He does this quick little thing with his wrist, and every once in a while, he'll get me. And so uh, I-, I think, though, with all the fights I've had, I've gotten to the point now where the next time I have a match with him, I don't know if he's going to be able to uh, to take me down. But I-, I again, I fight everybody. I don't care who they are, where they're from, how old they are. I'll take them on. So okay. come one, come all. There can only be one. <laughs> we have a lot of young people that listen to our show and watch us, of course. Um, what would you say to a young person who was starting off in this business? It's a corny question, but it's an important one. Uh, what, in starting off in this business, what would you tell them to do? As we know, it's such a hard business. You are so rejected. Well, first of all, you got to become a business person. You can't just be an artist. You have to be a business person. The business side protects the artist side. How's Otherwise, that? you get raped, pillaged, and taken advantage of. Absolutely. You got to learn about money management. You got to learn how to, to invest. You got to learn how to make money work for you and create monetary streams for yourself. So you're not sitting there always struggling to pay your bills. And you've got to dedicate, like becoming a doctor, getting a PhD. You got to go after acting, not once a week and do a three hour class. You got to right. go into it if you've got talent. Even though, if even if you have a small amount of talent, and you love it, do it anyway. Because for me, acting is a portal. You learn so much about yourself, about life, and you deal with all the issues and stuff that get in the way of everything else you want to do in life: fear, insecurity, learning how to communicate, learning how to listen, learning how to organize your thoughts and present them. You learn so much stuff in an acting class. But generally speaking, actors they think if they go to a class once a week, they're putting a lot of time and effort in. You know, you would never get a degree going to a class three three hours a week. You got to jump in and really commit, and not only learn the acting process. And by the way, there is no one way of acting. You got to work and explore all methodologies, and then ultimately evolve your own method that which works for you. Most mm-hmm. actors do not have a craft, do yeah. not have a method. They really don't. The next step is that you can't just act these days. You got to explore your your writing, your directing, your producing. Learning how to put projects together, developing your own opportunities to create your success. So you're not just waiting at the end of the food line for somebody to call you for an audition. You're actually developing ideas, putting them together, creating roles you want to do, packaging it, putting it out there, marketing it, and pitching it. And learning how to do that is an art form. And believe me, it is one of the major keys to creating success in today's industry. And also so often, you know, agents and managers, I hate to say it unless they're extraordinary. Do very little for you. Little, yes. There you go. Yep. We say that all the time. You've got to do, the, do the work. You know, <laughs> actors are too – honestly, most people I know are, are very uncomfortable marketing themselves. If you've got something good, you've got to learn how to market yourself out there. And that's part of what social networks are all about. It's all about building a base, a fan base out there of people that are interested in what you do, following you. I'm telling you, Felicia Day couldn't get a job after she got off of Buffy. 
She went and wrote the Guild. She produced it, wrote it, and starred in it. She created mega success for herself at a time that nobody thought online would amount to anything. And then she got a big, big deal and a lot of money to set up a network, develop multiple shows. And as a result of creating her own success, she got cast on Eureka, on the Sci-Fi Channel, and many other shows that she wouldn't have gotten had she not created her own success. So Absolutely. again, I could go down that story, that road, and share many stories in that regard. But you can't just sit there. You can't just sit there writing either. When you're writing, you know, you could write a great story, and it's just going to sit there. Or you pitch it, and you got five billion people in line, and they make you sign a disclaimer that basically gives it away before they'll even read it. You've got to take an idea, develop it, go shoot a trailer for it, and learn how to produce as well as write, and go out there and put something together that somebody can look at and go, oh, my God, okay, that's what you meant. That's what you wanted to do. You're not just pitching an idea. You're really showing them something, and then you take that out there and there's a lot of cable channels a lot of different avenues for distribution and finding ways to get you know your project picked up but again you can't just be the actor you got to be the business person as well and find out where your skill sets are and what whatever you're not good in bring partners friends in build your team and then Go after there and create your own success. I love that. You know, I um. Jimmy uh, always says that. I, I say that all. Artists. I say that all the time, and like I actually run the urban and pop divisions of one of the largest record labels in the world, and and I I get about two hundred submissions a week on Twitter of people wanting us to look at their music, and and then they'll send it to me, and then they'll send me their manager to talk to their manager, and like they've never even done anything. You know, you got a Reverb Nation page, and somebody played your song a thousand times, and you have a manager, but you don't play any shows, and. I was like, what does this manager do? And I, I think that that's like the greatest like advice ever because so many well, people have managers and they don't have anything well, else but a manager. You know what a manager does. It screws up your career. Yeah. <laughs> I, know, uh, I know so many celebrities, big time. I mean, like Burt Reynolds, for an example. Um, he was with Lee Winkler over at Global for years. Right. And, and, and he, he never fell out of friendship with Lee. That's bullshit. Because Lee, and I know Bert very well, uh, he'd left because he was talked into leaving Lee. They raped him. They destroyed his career. Right. They ruined Bert Reynolds. He's broke. He hasn't got a nickel. Matter of fact, we're going right. to see Bert when we go to Florida next I week. I can't tell you how much money I have lost oh. as a result of my managers, as a result of people misusing my funds and, and my money. Um, but you know something? I actually blame myself. I didn't go learn and learn mm -hmm. what to do and what not to do. I blindly turned it over to people I trusted, mm -hmm. and that's when you get into trouble. And I learned the hard way. As I said, I teach many different aspects of the business. But again, I think the biggest problem is people are not willing to move through whatever fears, insecurities, which people have a lot of, that get in the way of committing fully to whatever they want to do. So you got to first work on those inhibitions and things that get in the way of you committing, whether it's a relationship, a job, going after putting together a project, developing it, finding a role. To, I mean, you know how many actors are they're so into the fame game? Everything's about a walking a red carpet, going to a party, being part, being seen, doing this, doing that. They're more interested in all the glamour, and they have no idea what it takes to truly make it in this industry. And again, like I said, 
If you've got talent and you've got something and you're willing to work hard enough, you can carve a path for yourself and create your own love success. It. And there's a lot of niche markets within the overall larger business. You don't have to be a megastar to be making a very good living, having a lot of success for you in your life. You know, you never know. This is a very interesting time in the industry. Not only that, it's an interesting time in the world. Business models are, are falling apart. New business models are being developed. Things, job skill sets that were required the last 40 years are going away. It's a new marketplace opening up, and you really have to think about going back to school, re-educating, staying on the cutting edge, which sounds like a lot of work, but you know what? When you're really growing, learning, stimulating, challenging yourself, this is when you feel the most alive. Oh, I love it. Passion and the most part of this world. Otherwise, you feel like you're always on the outside looking in. And too many people have been looking in for way too long, and now the ship has left the dock. Absolutely. And they don't know where to go and what to do. You know, you don't want to be one of those people. I love it. Well, years ago, we had the studio system. They found you, they, they molded you, and they produced you and gave you everything. People, young kids today think, well, I'm beautiful, I'm handsome. They're going to find me, and they're going to do all this for me. That's a lot of baloney. You it have really to is. do everything you said. You have to be your own producer, director, and manager. You have to, you're the vehicle. You're the piece of work. You've got to get it out there. Nobody does it for you. I love it. And if they say they're going to do it for you, beware, because there's another angle. Well, everybody, you know, always, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead I was Jim. just going to say everybody in the chat room loves the conversation, so they all they all like totally like dug well, it. Everybody wants to be in show business. Come on, it's a secret desire of most everyone. That's <laughs> uh, true. I mean, it's so you know, it, it's not what it was years ago. That's all I can tell you. So let's you know, go. Yeah. Oh, go, go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead. No, go ahead and finish your statement. No, no. The last thing the I was topic. just going to say: there's many ways to create success, and like acting, you got to find your own unique way to to enter the marketplace mm -hmm. and build a relationship with the marketplace and mm -hmm. you have to learn how to do that and you got to find out what your assets are what your liabilities are and you got to really take the time to learn the art craft and business of this business and I think if you're willing to do that Look, if you don't make it in one area of the business, you may have a portal, a, a pathway to another aspect of the business where you'll be even more successful. You know, if you really learn about yourself and what you're good at and what you have to offer, you ultimately will find the best and most powerful way to package your skills and talents and to be able to take it out there and trade in the marketplace. But again, most people never learned any of those skills in school. And they never learned the, if you want to call it work ethic, they never learn how to dedicate themselves themselves to anything. So again, I see way too many talented people sitting on the sidelines of life. And I see way too many desperate people trying to make it, but not knowing or even having a clue about how to begin. And there's a lot of people that take advantage of those people and cost these people a lot of money. I know people going out and spending fortunes to get their pictures taken, right? right? Their pictures <laughs> taken and to get a resume that nobody cares about. And trying to get a reel up there with work that nobody's going to remember because they didn't really understand how it works or take the time to learn how it works. And so I feel bad for those people because they've wasted a lot of money and they're going to get lost in the shuffle. But that doesn't go. have to happen. 
So what do you say for people that need a real uh, headshot and, and resume? What, what should Number they do? Number one, what's the use of having a, a headshot until you're ready to kick ass and give the best performances you've ever given in your life? Something that's going to make somebody remember you, regardless of whether you get the job, someone's going to look at you and go, that person's got something. And they're going to bring you in again and again, and they're going to tell everybody else about you. But until you get to that level of work... And that takes a lot of hard, dedicated work to get to that cutting edge place in your acting skill. Next but, thing, how are you going to get a reel unless you can't wait for somebody to produce a show that's going to give you the perfect role that shows you off to your best? You know, a lot of people get roles, but it's not their best work. It's not even the right role or the best role for them. So you have got to create stories, get together, collaborate, develop a short story, develop a character. That's really great for you. And by the way, most people, most actors have no clue what material brings out their best. So they got to learn that, hopefully with the right teacher. And then they go about getting and building that material, bringing in really good actors to work with you, and then filming those sequences and putting it up on your reel. And you can develop, developing original material is the best thing that you can do so that you're not watching something everybody's seen 40 times, but you want to have material up there that brings out your best. And hopefully you've got either a director or your coach working with you that can push you to go to that next level. Because if that That's work great advice. Cook, if it work doesn't cook, if it doesn't sizzle, people are going to just go buy it and say, oh, that was, that was not bad. That was pretty good. But they're not going to remember you. It's got to really grab you. And most actors don't even know how to get – they don't even know what that is. They have no clue. They haven't put enough work, dedication, haven't gone about learning how it works. They don't know what they're doing. And they buy into all these people that take advantage of them. Yeah, they but see it every single day. But to the average actor, whether you're beginning, intermediate, or whatever, that goes that doesn't have an agent, that goes to like backstage and things like that, or where you have to send in a resume and a headshot to even get an audition. You shouldn't be going for an audition until you become and develop your acting skills and have put enough work into it. Most actors want to be famous and get out and audition, and they're not ready to do that. They're not doing that. They don't have work that's going to get them noticed. They don't have anything on their resume that's going to get them noticed. They've got to develop. If you develop a reel with kick-ass work showing you doing the most dynamic work you've ever done, and you get that up on Actors Access and all these places, and people can see you doing that kind of work, then you're going to get some auditions and opportunities to get a, maybe a paying job. But if nobody what? sees that level of work on your reel, they ain't going to bring you in. You're going to get lost in the shuffle. Okay, but how do you get that way, real? How I do you cast, get that real? No, he's saying you do it your own self. You develop oh. your, yourself. So you self-produce. You look, mm -hmm. if you get a part in a role, but who's gonna? If I've got a million actors out there, and I don't have time to go audition all these actors, am I gonna bring an actor in based on a picture? No. I want to see a reel that shows me that they know what they're doing, so I'm not wasting my time. And I got to tell you, most people are the same way. In fact, most people today in auditions, these early auditions are going to be auditioning from home on their own little camera. They're going to either go to one of these little places that you pay 30 bucks, 50 bucks, 100 bucks uh, and do an audition. I do all my voiceover work at this little casting place down the hill from me where I just go in there and they, I have a guy work with me and they record it and they send it into my agency. I don't even go into the agency anymore. And they're doing it more and more and more and more. You've got to take your own responsibility in creating the best work that you can do. And like I said, on Actors Access, 
I'm not, you're going to be lucky to get a one-line role unless you've got really exciting work that's going to shake somebody up who's looking for somebody to play something more substantial. And by the way, I wouldn't even be waiting for that. Yeah, look, you still go for audio. You still do whatever you're going to do. The trouble is most people are in such a hurry to get somewhere they haven't put the work in to create the kind of work that's going to get you noticed or somebody take you seriously. You're just going to have people look at you and maybe bring you in for a one-line role that's going to get you nowhere. Why not learn how to become the most exciting actor you've ever been in your life and until you're doing that kind of work, you're not going to get much. There's too many other actors out there. So you shouldn't depend on your beauty or handsomeness. You can't no. develop. There's For every pretty girl, there's prettier girls. For every <laughs> handsome, guy, for every handsome guy, there's handsomer guys. And you want to know something? And for every good actor, there's a better actor. Better actor yeah. And right. I'm telling you, you want to be the most exciting actor that you can be. And by the way, that doesn't guarantee you anything, but it does guarantee you that that will give you your ultimate shot to get something happening in this industry. Do you, do you believe in the right place at the right time? I think the right place at the right time comes from you committing 3,000% to what it is that you want to do, okay? And if, like I said, unfortunately, most people are not thinking about becoming the best actor they can be. They're thinking about how can I get famous? How can I get a job? They, they're so busy result-oriented trying to get somewhere that they've never developed the tools. And like I said, the smart ones are the ones who go out there and really develop the tools. But again, as I said, just being a great actor is not enough. you got to become the business person as well. You've got to start working together with people. There's so many gifts. One question more than you can have it. Do you, think that, do you think that L.A. casts all the movies today, that that's the place to go for casting, is L.A.? Well, I hate to say it, but uh, unfortunately, that has become less and less the case. Um, even though things are filming other places, you know, many times what people will do that are not even living in California, like uh, the girl that's in Under the Dome, and she was also in The Walking Dead, and I can't think of her name right now, but her family lives in Atlanta. Um, her mom is a teacher, and they have a little filming studio downstairs in their cellar. They film all their auditions, send them in, and they got all their roles and parts by sending in their auditions, um, you know, to California. So you I have a ton you, of friends who are on The Walking Dead, and they all got cast films. that way. You They're not even filming to, in L.A., but they you the don't casting, have to yeah. move to L.A. to be cast no. in a movie. Not I any, have a ton. I have yeah. a ton of friends who are on The Walking Dead, and they all got cast that way just by sending in their own audition tapes. But how did they get the information to know where to send it to? That's the thing. Well, the, you know, the casting, there's so much these days online. There's so many places to go where you can get the breakdown list and casting list. And a lot of those people have an agent. They'll have an agent or somebody who gets the casting list and tells them. They, they usually try to get some form of agent or representation. I'm not saying that they don't, but I'm just telling you, as a producer, as a director, as a, as a writer, as an actor, if I'm looking at somebody, I could care less about the picture. You know why? Just like go on match.com and how many pictures really represent the person that walks in the door. Okay. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh my God. I've been I, a few dates I like don't that. trust true. the picture. What I want to see before I waste my time. And by the way, I don't want to waste your time either. I don't want to bring you in. And the minute you walk through the door, I already know you're not right for this. And you went, put all that energy and time and drove and, and worried and went through all the things that you do as an actor. And you show up and you, you already lost the job. 
So I want to see you, and this is where you know the industry is going. You got to have multiple little um, segments of your reel, not just a reel. You have segment short little reels for every kind of character that you're right for, that where you are showing amazing work playing those kinds of characters. And whenever the role calls for that kind of character, you send in one or two shots to a short, teeny little reel showing you doing this kind of comedy, this kind of drama, this kind of character piece, this kind of that. They don't want to see all the other stuff. So they want to see you actually doing that. And if I look at you playing a role that's very similar to what I'm casting and you're really, really good, then I'm going to bring you in. But I'm not going to bring you in unless I really see that you can play that. There's too many people out there. There's no time to do all of that. And they don't want to waste all that time. And generally speaking, you know, for many roles, they already have a top 10 list of people they want. Mm -hmm. They're many times working down that list and trying to make a negotiation. And then they have the lower list, which is unknown names that are really good. And when they get down to those names, you know, and a, lo- a really good director may love somebody's performance, right, and want to use them. And if I can get some name actors to play some of the other key roles and I can get enough of those guys, then I have freedom to cast an unknown in a role that I really want to cast. Maybe somebody I think is an up-and-comer and somebody who's really got that extra special something. All I'm saying is, is that actors don't work hard enough on number one, becoming the best actor they can be. Number two, learning how to give the best performance when it counts. And number three, getting a reel together and not waiting for uh, the luck of, or, or possibility of getting into a, a short or an a, a indie film or something where they get a piece of film on themselves. But generally speaking, the piece of the film on themselves isn't necessarily the right role for them. It isn't even sh- – can you still hear me? Yeah. yeah, something happened to the picture. Glenn, can you look at that? We lost picture. But we can hear you. We can hear you. Keep talking. Anyway, um, the point is you want to get that get reel. You really put there your you time, energy, and money into creating those reels that you can have up on all those online, like Actors Access, there's many of them, where people can see, like I said, number one, a variety of your work, and then your agent can send in particular segments of the reel for a particular role that you're being cast for. And guess what? Let's say you don't have that something for that role. Well, you just go to one of these little places around here. They don't charge you very much. And you go in there and do a audition on tape. You know, you go do an audition on tape showing you playing that role. Hey, you- Richard, look at your look at your Skype thing and see if the video camera has like an X through it. Because now we don't. Chad, do you see his video? Oh, he probably wait. just needs to refresh it. Okay. Can you see me now? There we go. Now there we can go. see. Can you so, see, can okay. you see so, me now? <laughs> so what you're saying, Richard, is don't sit in the drugstore and wait to be discovered. Yeah. Well, listen. <laughs> listen like, uh, like Lana Turner, supposedly. I think, I think you never know when somebody is going to uh, meet you anywhere and feel something, a connection, right. and take a shot on you. Who knows? You know, a million things happen for a reason nobody understands, but you can't depend on that. And you can't depend on an agent or a manager to make your career. You've got to create it. I would be out there finding series, writing, working with friends of mine who are really good writers, develop a series idea, a pilot idea, go film a trailer, and then go pitch it with you as playing one of the major characters in it. That's what I would do. Have you got any idea on how to keep longevity in this business and not be a one-night wonder? 
that's why I've been in this business 50 years is because right. I've never sat I you know for the longest time I turned over my power to business managers, producers, directors, uh, all the people that were handling me and it screwed my career. Um, I I had to learn the hard way again. Like I said, that's why I teach it. You know, that's why I have a lot of empathy for actors. But I, I do have a lot of impatience for actors that don't want to put the time, energy, and commitment in. You know, you can't expect results if you're not willing to, to put yourself in the game and really go after it. But I'm, I'm just saying that, you know, this business has, has shifted and changed. And I've had to learn, like I said, how to begin to get proactive and how I begin to build a marketplace, build a relationship with the public. You know, people are starting YouTube channels. They're creating programming. They're doing shorts, they're comedy. They're putting stuff fans. on Vivo. There's, they're doing it and, on everywhere. And then yeah. they're pitching, pitching things to various cable channels and, and networks. You never know when someone's going to see something right time, right place that gets picked up. And by the way... Don't you think you have a better chance of getting somewhere if somebody actually sees you playing a role with other really good actors where you're really doing amazing work instead of no just being an okay it. actor? Well, you can't wait and hope somebody sees you and you happen to get lucky enough to get into that role. You have to go okay. after creating Richard, it for yourself. Richard, on that note, we've got, I think, two minutes left. Hey, i got two minutes, so I want to hold. So, I want to like, oh, wait, I want to go in. And, <laughs> well, I want to talk. Well, I'm going to fade out. I'm going to say, Richard, thank you. You've been All fabulous. Right. Please sure. come back again. Yeah, I, we didn't even get to talk about Battlestar Galactica, which was <laughs> my love of growing up, you guys. Or, or XNR, the, probably the most groundbreaking indie Trek film ever being made that they've raised nearly a million dollars. That's all professionals. My God, Tony Top, Gary Graham, Garrett, um, Garrett, yeah, Garrett Graham. Um, they've got so many wonderful actors in this. And the prelude to XNR has gotten, I mean, amazing in terms of, of PR and hits, and they're, they just rented studios for three years. They're going to start filming in May, and I think this film is going to be on the level of a studio film. You've never seen anything on the scope and size of this kind of a film being put together. So uh, I get to play a Klingon general in this. Uh, I went through the whole series of makeup tests, um, which was, by the way, not my favorite thing to do, but it is an extraordinary character that I can't wait to play. And then I'm directing a film called uh, With Honors, which is about a Vietnam vet that walked away from the war and has been on the street for 30 years. Uh, and it really kind of tells the story of his redemption and having his career basically, in a sense, people find out what really happened back then and why he walked away from the war. I've been to Atlanta searching uh, locations, dealing with the casting companies there. Um, so it's it's a it's a very busy time. I did one other thing. I gotta say, it. Loadout. I just played the live action version of Loadout, which is a Sony PlayStation game. They're taking successful games, turning them into live action versions, as opposed to the other way around. Perfect. So I star in cool. that as Captain Gaz. So you can go online and actually see the uh, the, the short presentations. We're gonna bring Loadout. We're going to bring you back another time. Everybody, check out richardhatch.com. We want to thank you for all the great and valuable information. We also, I also, as a, I, I'm such a Battlestar Galactica fan. I didn't even know you were on Streets of San Francisco. Hmm. I didn't remember it, even though, I like, I watched Michael it. Douglas. Michael Douglas on that in the fifth and final year. By the way, I'm going to, over to Landmark to see the premiere of another pilot I shot with Malcolm McDowell called Cowboys and Engines. It's a steampunk um, pilot. 
and it's amazing, and I can't wait to go. That's tonight. I can't wait. We've had it, him. We've uh, we've no, had him. We've had him on the show, and Deirdre did a movie with, with him. him yeah. And oh, I oh. I used to dress him for events as a celebrity clothing designer. Oh, so love my God. Ma- say hello to him. Yeah. So say hello. Tell him Jimmy Starr says hello because uh, he, he we're terrific, and we want to thank you for coming on the show, and good luck with the premiere, and thank you so much. We really really appreciate it. Have a great thank weekend. You thank Bye. You. Bye. Bye. He's a good guest. What He's a, a good... plethora of knowledge. Wow, that was Ooh, like amazing. A very good guest who gave us a lot of info. And for all of you people out there, don't get discouraged by what he said. Anything you, you're successful in takes a lot of work, unless you hit the lottery. You're also talking about somebody that, who's had a 50-year career. Yeah, so if anybody <laughs> wants to uh, get together in the Philly area and shoot a reel, let's, let's wait. I think it's great. I mean, how cool is that? Yeah. I think that's really cool. Check it out, richardhatch.com. Chad, we're ready to go, right? We got to go. All right, everybody, thank Adios. you so much. We'll see you next week, chat room. Thank you, everybody. Next week, we got Randall Battenkopf. It's going to be awesome. Bye. Celebrity. We'll take you out to Jimmy Star. He'll dress you right.